Hey, everybody, welcome to My Ed Tech Life. This is your host, Alfonso, otherwise known as Tech Teacher 1381 in the Twitter world. But thank you so much for joining us today and making us part of your morning here on My Ed Tech Life. And today, we've got a great show for you. Today, we're going to be talking about libraries and tech integration. And who better to get for this than one of my dear friends? From here, this local region in the uh, Rio Grande Valley. So I'm excited to have her here because she does some amazing things with tech and tech integration. We have Karina here, otherwise known as Q the Librarian on Twitter. Go ahead and follow her. You can see her Twitter handle right there below. So give her a follow for some amazing tech library stuff. And Karina, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you being a guest on our show today. Karina, go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience and give us a little bit of, uh, just a little bit, some of that, that cue the librarian flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, thank you for having me. I am so excited to join you today and talk about my two favorite things, libraries and technology. Um, yeah, so my name's Karina Quilantan, right? I'm also known as Q or Q the librarian on Twitter and social media and stuff. But I am actually a library media specialist at a middle school called Jaime Escalante Middle School in PSJA, which is FAR San Juan Alamo ISD, for those of you that are outside of the valley. Um, and I've been an educator for 10 years. I've been a librarian for five. I used to teach ELA prior to this. And I was always very involved in um, incorporating technology into my classroom. So. When I became a librarian, it just kind of amplified that role and, you know, the immersion of, of literacy and technology and multi-literacy in different aspects. So I'm just really stoked to talk about everything that's awesome in libraries and technology and how we can use it to, to get the let out. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. Like I said, you know, uh, I want to share, I, I, we were talking backstage, you know, before prior to the show, and I want to share the very first time that I met um, Karina. You know, I, so I'm on Instagram and, you know, I post stuff on Instagram uh, while I was still in the classroom. We were using Makey Makey Kids, Bloxels, we we're doing all that good stuff and everything. And so I post that on, on my Instagram. And so one year we I went to TCEA and it was in San Antonio. And so I'm there just getting ready to go to the conference and walk. And as I'm walking in, all of a sudden I hear like, hey, it's you. And, and I'm like, okay. Mind you, I had never met her. I'd never seen her. Like, I, you know, I, I didn't know that she was Q the librarian. And then all of a sudden she's like, can I have a picture with you? Can I take a picture with you? I was like, okay. And uh, so I, I was telling her, like, she really, really made my day uh, just because of that, you know. And and the great thing about it is, like, now, uh, you know, what I love is that we were connected on Instagram. We've never really met. And now through social media, through Twitter, you know, we get to see and, and kind of uh, interact with one another, see what great things each of us are doing and, and what the world is doing right now at this time and what libraries are doing. And so that's something that is great and wonderful. So I just wanted to kind of share that little story because now you're a guest here on, on my show and I'm so happy. I had been looking forward to today because honestly, I see what you do for the libraries and the, the amazing things that you're putting out there. And how you're getting your students involved and even during this time of remote learning is something that's wonderful and uh, i think that maybe sometimes there may be uh li uh librarians uh people in those positions and not even just librarians but what you're offering and what you're doing can be something that can be used by teachers alike as well so i really thank you for being here and just sharing all the awesome sauce you know <laughs> i love it so Karina, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start uh, sharing your screen, and then that way you can go uh, a little bit and talk to us about what it is that you'd like to share. And guys, thank you so much for joining us. Those of you that are joining us live as well, please make sure you know you can follow us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, on my EdTech teacher page, Periscope, and Twitch. So we're on all those places, so all the awesome sauce is coming your way. All right, guys? So let me go ahead and uh, share your screen. Yeah. And let us know what you want to share with us because you've got a lot of stuff. And we're going to share this wake up with everybody here today as well, right? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm very humbled that you, uh, I guess, like <laughs> the stuff that I share online because ultimately, when I think of librarianship, I think of a network 
You know, I think of a network of like-minded educators and not just librarians, technology, um, technology directors, technology instructors, educators as a whole. You know, education is the umbrella and we all play our different roles and librarianship is so multifaceted. You know, we can Im embed ourselves, you know, I just learned this new term online, you know, the, the phrase embedded librarian, we embed ourselves in multiple aspects in our school communities. And I feel that virtual learning really placed a highlight on the abundance of resources that our librarians and our libraries can provide. And the great thing about this, and the thing that I try to advocate the most <clears throat> is that we've been doing this forever. You know, librarianship, library media specialists, you know, librarian teachers, teacher librarians, um, we've been integrating technology for, for as long as I can even imagine, I'm sure. Because I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kind of go back and say, you know, I don't know if you've seen that meme circulate online where it says librarians were the original Google search or the Google engine. Yeah. Search engine. Yeah. We were the original search engine. And I love that because that's true. You know, I, I want to, you know, li library technology just in the form of cataloging has evolved so much, you know, and librarians were literally computers cataloging all this information to make research and information accessible to their patrons. And now that everything's pretty much gone digital, we still see that that form of, um, I guess, promotion for our digital platforms through the use of online catalogs. So when I think of libraries and technology, I just want to say, like, we've already been doing it, you know, and one of the things that I've seen a lot of librarians take charge of um, in the past couple of weeks, I guess, because we're preparing for mm -hmm. the beginning of the school year is taking charge of our digital catalog. And this is something that I definitely want to refine also, because there have been certain certain features in my cataloging system <clears throat> that I haven't I've like neglected, you know. And so when we're thinking about how are we going to get these books out to our students? How are we going to get the resources, the, you know, the different information available on databases? How are we going to get them out to the teachers, to the students, to the administrators, to anybody that's, you know, wanting that additional support? And, you know, as you know, I don't know what you use in your district, but at our district, we use something called Destiny. And there's a really cool video tutorial by Shannon Miller, and she basically gives you a step-by-step -step for how to create digital collections in your cataloging system. So you can, if you're studying about sharks, you know, she created a collection to include links, videos, the books that are available in the library. So like, it's almost like the equivalent of Wakelet. That, that's what it sounds like. That's what I was saying. I was like, hmm, wait a minute. So it's got this and this and yeah. wait a minute. Isn't that Wakelet? <laughs> yeah. And it's all included in that platform that we already have available. And, you know, one of the things that I definitely like to promote and something that I like to, you know, definitely advocate for is to make sure that you are promoting and advocating for the resources that are available. So I know that we have a bunch of companies and amazing, amazing companies that were providing that free uh, online access to their platform during the pandemic. However, you know, going into this new school year, there's, you know, the same companies are asking like, hey, you know, are you willing to purchase this for the following school year? Unfortunately, that's not an aspect that I'm 100% completely in control of, you know, because that'll fall under my administrator's role. And, and I'm willing to respect that. And I'm willing to do the research to promote the platforms that I 100% believe in. However, as a librarian, I have to be sure to capitalize on the resources that I have readily available. And one of the things that I definitely want to do is make sure that I teach my kids how to reserve holds and books within the cataloging system, first and foremost. And I know it sounds like something really basic, but ultimately, like really the catalog, the cataloging system in itself is just one of the greatest resources that you can absolutely have. You can link it to different sites. You can include video. You can 
um, include book trailers. You have access to all your electronic books, your print books. So if you're a librarian here today, <laughs> make sure that you take charge of your digital catalog because I guarantee you that's something that's really going to amplify your online platform and you know what you do to promote the resources that you have available at your campus. So on this wakelet that I am sharing today, I did include a really neat tutorial by Shannon Miller that I've referenced for like the past couple of years because <clears throat> I was really into um, kind of changing my, my catalog and she did a really great job with this. I'm like super excited about it. <laughs> And I just keep going, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry about that. I interject here a little bit. I, I really like what you said, like in the intro too, as well, like, you know, how you're able to embed yourself. And and I think oftentimes really, I don't know, even like in, uh, you know, now online digital resources and online teaching, I mean, the librarian role is so important because I think even for, even though you may have a set curriculum, but additional resources that can add an additional layer to the lessons can be something that is very important. And I think that um, because everything may be given, you know, just like, okay, here, here's what we need to do, or here's what needs to be covered, that oftentimes we just focus on that, which is great because we need to cover it, but what do we want to add that additional layer? And, and we need to find those resources. I don't think there's anybody any more, more knowledgeable within our districts than our district librarians. And they are a, a resource that has a wealth of knowledge, like you said, like the original Google search, you know, it's like you come to me and say, hey, I'm looking for a book that maybe this is the quote. Oh, here it is. It's going to be, yes. or, or, you know, because, I, you know, I, last week I had Christina Holzweiss here and, you know, it, she took me back to my youth, like when I was young and even back to elementary. I still remember Miss Ibarra, my librarian from elementary when we still had you know, the little card catalog that you flip through the little cards. And then as I grew up and started having to learn how to do research, going to my local public library and even became friends with the librarian there that I would just go and, and she would ask me, Alfonso, okay, what are you writing about this time? And she would already direct me where to go. And that was prior to, you know, a lot of the technology use or, or platforms that we have today. So I love that now the librarian reach is not just within the four walls of the library and the librarian reach now is not just within the four walls of that school, but the librarian reach now is, you know, everywhere. I mean, globally, you know, nationally, globally. And today I know that we've got several of your colleagues and, and librarians that are here today because they, they're valuable. You guys are a valuable piece of uh, education and I love that. And so for you to, make that comment and say, you know, we can embed ourselves. I was like, I fully believe that with 100%, I can definitely back that up. And so thank you for sharing that because, uh, you know, I, I props to everything that librarians do for sure. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, I like that you say that we add that extra layer because it's absolutely true. You know, I, it took a while for me to get my staff, I mean, don't get me wrong, my campus is awesome. Like my teachers are super supportive, my administrators are super supportive. But I think before I got there, they had a different perception, you know, of how the library should function. And being a new librarian, let's say my first year, right? I, and I love to tell this story because I totally understand what the first year librarians are going through. I wanted to quit, you know, like I was so overwhelmed. I didn't have an assistant. So I created a, you know, a club of kids and they helped me in the library with day-to-day -day tasks. And, um, you know, that really helped me. I mean, ultimately <clears throat> getting the students involved and getting the teachers involved in what I was doing in the library, asking for their input, asking for their advice, you know, in a safe, in a safe manner, like sending out surveys, inviting them to lunch and learns, uh, sending out emails, maintaining that um, additional outreach by sending out newsletters every six weeks, which my director like highly recommends because, and it's, 
in its true form, you know, librarianship is a form of advocacy, you know, yes. roles encompass every form of advocacy. We are the liaison between literacy and, you know, that home connection. And I want to make sure that my community is involved. I want to make sure that my community, first and foremost, is informed. We can't do our jobs effectively if we're not willing to seek the feedback of our stakeholders. So anything that I do, I <laughs> yeah, like anything that I do, I really try to make sure that there's a voice that reflects my students and my teachers. My library ambassador club, I make sure that whatever programming we're doing in the library for that school year is run by that club. Like, I want to make sure that our kids are seeing themselves in the programming, in the books that we select. They, you know, we sit together by my computer. Hey, look, these are all the books that we have that are uh, about to be released. I want to make sure we put them on a wish list. I don't have all the money in the world as much as I would love, you know, but they help me with my collections. They help me with, okay, here's a new tech tool. How do you want to see it in the classroom? Okay, that gives me an idea how to teach that lesson in my library lesson for my rotations the following week. Uh, my teachers, you know, anytime that I'm about to place an order for anything or anytime that there is a tech tool that I want to introduce, you know, what do you think about it? How can you foresee yourself using that in the classroom with your students? Okay, now that we have an idea, let's do it. You know, like, yeah. Um, book you in the library and we're going to go full blown library tech up in this place. And they love it. You know, and I think because of my enthusiasm for what I do creates a culture of, you know, enthusiasm for the library. So one of the things that I really, really, really enjoyed doing uh, during virtual learning was uh, digital badging with my staff. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Um, I was actually on a Zoom call yesterday with a fellow librarian from New York, you know, and she was asking me, like, how did you prepare for the pandemic as a librarian? And I'm thinking, man, you know, it it was kind of tough because I didn't know what to expect. I think everybody was on the same boat, right? We don't know what to expect. We still don't know what mm -hmm. to expect. You know, I think the only thing that we can agree agree on is that this pandemic has been completely unpredictable, you know, undoubtedly unpredictable. And when all of this first started, I just had this really oh, strong feeling. You know, I didn't even really enjoy spring break because I had a feeling that we weren't going to go back, you know, and I emailed my teachers during spring break. I'm like, I don't know how many of you are not at the beach right now, but <laughs> like for anybody that wants to learn just in case you're, and I mentioned, you know, just in case your department you know, or colleagues from different campuses are mentioning Google Classroom or a possibility of online mm -hmm. learning. I mean, I'm the type of person that needs to be like 100% prepared, you know, that's how I thrive. And um, told my teachers, if you're feeling the same way, if you're feeling anxious and you wanna know, you know, maybe we don't use it, you know, for all we mm -hmm. know, no cases in the Valley then. And, you know, I was saying, just in case, just in case there's a possibility, I don't want to step on anyone's toes and say, yes, we're going to be teaching from home. I'm like, but for anybody that was interested in participating in these webinars on Google Classroom, G Suite tools, you know, just a basic overview, let me know. Man, I had a lot of teachers attend. Yep. And I think it's because we were preparing, I mean, I don't know if anybody else had offered that guidance for their teachers that early on. I mean, I can't speak for anyone else other than maybe what I did for my campus, but you know, I'm glad that my teachers trusted me enough and keyword trust, because it takes a lot for somebody to, especially mm -hmm. teachers to reach out and ask for help. Very, very, very humble to say that my teachers trusted me enough to guide them and help them navigate through these, you know, new virtual initiatives that we didn't even see coming. And, you know, the, the feedback that I got from that, just something as simple as, you know, how to create a banner in Google Classroom, you know, because the first thing my mind goes to is how do we make things look pretty, guys? Did you get a lot of emails saying, uh, Karina, how, do, how can we get that gray overlay off our banner so we can yes. see it clear? Yes. Oh, my oh my God. God. <laughs> yes. I don't know how often I, yeah, no, that was, that was the number one complaint. If I had my top five. 
I, I think that that's awesome. Like the way you said, you just prepared. I mean, for our district too, I mean, we were, uh, you know, I, I didn't even know what spring break was because we started training right from that get-go. And just to see the numbers of teachers that were coming in for Google Classroom trainings. And then as the, the this thing prolonged itself, yeah. coming to the trainings. And now, you know, I'm busy every day doing trainings. We're doing our level one modules and teachers are, you know, being successful at passing their level one exams and so on. And I think that, you know, just being prepared. But one thing that I love is is just the passion that you exude. And I'm a very passionate person as well that I'm one of those that I, I want to get everybody on board. I want to help everybody. I don't want anybody to be left behind or feel left out. And, you know, I just try to do my best to build everybody up. And once you build that trust and that communication, just as you've done in that culture, you know, the teachers will trust you. They're going to look for you and you're there to help them out. And, and, and that's what I'm here for. I mean, I think that's a, a nice uh, quality as being that servant leader, knowing to know that you're leading these teachers, but at the same time, you're serving them and you're not, you know, like you're at their level you, and you're building them up. You're like, hey, we're going to get everybody on the same page. And I think that that's very important. And so I love that passion that is really coming out, you know, and seeing that. So I think that that's one of the things that really makes you very successful in what you do. So, um, you know, the, they're, uh, you know, the, the, uh, I'm really happy that PSJA has you there. So that's awesome. Uh, thank you. No, I mean, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, we were all pretty much, you know, in the dark as far as, you know, what we were going to anticipate or what was going to happen. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing something fun for my teachers, you know, and it kind of started off as an inside joke, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> because I'm all about digital badging. You know, I love micro credentials. I love learning about different platforms. I love knowing what's out there, because like I said earlier, I don't want to be in a position where somebody asks me about a new tool and I don't know about it. You know, you want to know right then and there. Otherwise, um, for all I know, my teachers will get information elsewhere and maybe there, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with going out and seeking tutorials on your own, right? But mm -hmm. at least from my experience, what I can attest to is that my teachers prefer that one-on-one -on -one coaching, you know, setting up those virtual office hours so that yes. they can connect with me. Um, I make sure to send out little notifications like, hey, for anybody that's online today, I'm going to be available from three to four every single day. Let me know if you need a specific time, you know, mm -hmm. we'll lay out the schedule, see what I can help you with. But, for you know, for the most part, I, I wanted to make it fun. I wanted to make it engaging. And um, I'm pursuing a, a doctoral degree in the fall for technology. And one of the things that I really want to focus, yes, we need more Hispanic. Yes people in higher ed, <laughs> you know, I know. and um, yeah. Like, hey, I, might, I might even see you in some courses. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I'm pretty stoked about it. But, um, you know, one of the things that I really want to focus my research on is like the effectiveness of micro-credentialing in, in schools. And I really encourage my teachers to seek out that additional support by involving themselves in online courses for different media platforms that I really, really appreciate and really enjoy using in the library. So what I did was for every lunch and learn that, <laughs> that I provided, I made my own digital badge and made sure to issue it to the teachers, whether they decided to pursue the digital challenge or you know participated in the webinar. And it didn't just stop there. Like, you know, showcasing their digital badges. I told them, whoever's willing, make your own buncy and slap on your digital badges. You know, I, I made this Wakelet collection for anybody that's interested within the Wakelet. Um, different certification and educator programs that I've participated in myself mm -hmm. and one, you know, things that I really enjoy using that they can, um, I guess, access for their own learning, you know, because there's only so much that I can do especially when it's just me, you know, and I tell them like, look, we're, we're learning about technology in our lunch and learns, but just know that there are multiple, multiple avenues and venues for learning that you can access at your own time to get that additional support and extra experience. So in the event that there is, let's say a certain 
obstacle that you face in your virtual instruction. There are multiple resources out there that can help you find the solution for what you need. And if you can't find the solution, that's what your librarian's here for, you know? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I really want to do with my staff this year, and I actually saw one of my teachers here. Ah, she's awesome. I've been I've been telling her, I want you to be my guinea pig. You're gonna get all the digital badges. Like, <laughs> you know, we're gonna, we're gonna pump up our staff. You know, I decided to pursue my Google trainer, my MIE trainer certification so that I can get my staff Google certified, you know, Microsoft Innovative Educator certified. Mm -hmm. Um, and just that I know, just so I know, it kind of serves as like not just a digital portfolio of my skill set, but a symbolic reminder of all the things that I've learned, but all the, th all the things that I still need to learn. Because we know the technology moves at such a fast pace that it's hard to keep up with sometimes. So at least I know, oh, yeah, I learned about Edpuzzle the other week. Let me see what updates are up there, you know? Yeah. So I've been making an ongoing list on my notes on my phone. Like, okay, Flipgrid has updates. Wakelet has updates. <laughs> Google Classroom has updates. Meet, Google Meet has updates. Uh, Buncee has updates. And, you know, I'm just making an ongoing list so I know that, you know, none, none of my topics are, are you know, exhausted or that, you know, there's right. never anything to not talk about because there's always something to talk about. And regardless of if I've taught something before to my teachers and staff, there's always that new component of technology that they're always integrating, you know, little, even little updates that they make from here and there, the auto save feature on Wakelet, you know, that's something that I can go over because that was one of the things like, oh, I have to constantly save it. Yes, but now you don't, you know, now you don't. Yeah. And now my my students can access Wakelet on their mobile devices and be collapsed. So just like little yeah. things here and there that I'm making an ongoing list of, which I highly recommend to, you know, any librarian is make an ongoing list, whether you make that on Wakelet or notes on your phone or Google Doc, make an ongoing list of the things that you see online um, of certain updates for different technology platforms that you absolutely love, because I guarantee you the person that jumps in, let's say I have a new teacher and all the updates that they just received as a new teacher just happened in July and I taught about the topic in March and they asked me the question in August and I don't know about it, you know, like I wanna be sure that I'm 100% prepared. And I think mm -hmm. that preparation is key, especially right now. You know, we have to be ready, readily available for anyone and anything because that is what sustains the viability of our careers. You know, like we see these unfortunate, you know, social media posts and announcements that you know, uh, librarian roles are being cut, you know, our funds are being messed with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do we advocate for ourselves? How do we promote ourselves? I like to say that in my own advocacy fashion, I like to pursue micro-credentialing because it adds to my skill set and it shows my employer, this is what I know. I am a resource. I am knowledgeable. I can help you. So don't ever get rid of me. <laughs> like, no. Don't get rid of me because no, but all, you know, it is a form of advocacy, you know, yes. involving ourselves in different technology initiatives, you know, asking to be part of those committees, asking to be part of the meetings, put me on the, you know, the staff meeting agenda. I ask every time I ask my administrators, what are you talking about? Let me see what I can plug in here that might be relevant to what you're talking about. And even then maybe it's just, a, uh, a quick, you know, what I call a Q-tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little Q-tech tip that I can just kind of plug in there. And, you know, I, I want to be conscientious also of my teacher's time. And I want to be conscientious of the fact that they're all at different experience levels. Mm -hmm. So, you know, something that, that I definitely have to keep in mind is that we are all, you know, very much immersed in technology on a day-to-day -day life, you know, whether we're having it on our phones, on our computer, on our iPads, or just about, you know, anywhere, I do have to remember as a trainer, as a technology trainer, that all my teachers are um, at a different, at a different level when it comes to technology. So, you know, I sent out a post survey at the end of the year saying, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to refine my skill for you. 
You know, I'm not really, I mean, I'm not, I don't mind putting myself out there to ask for that additional feedback from you because I want to make sure that whatever I'm doing is consistent with your goals, is consistent with our school's vision, you know, that's aligned to what we believe we should be doing as a school community to ensure the success of our students. So here's this feedback survey. What is something that you feel I need to work on so that I can tackle that in fall? And oh my God, thank God all the responses were good. <laughs> I was so nervous. I was like, oh my God. I was like, these people, I hope nobody tells me I'm a weirdo. No, but that's something that's key. And, you know, it, it's something that's very important. Always get that feedback. And as much as sometimes you may, you know, have some negative comments, but that only helps uh, build you up. And so, you know, at every training, you know, that I do the same thing. You know, it's always like, here's the feedback form. You know, I'm always looking to better improve my skills. Yes. What can I do different? Because if if you improve and you change those little things, I mean, even something simple, you know, I, so one day I got a feedback, you know, it's like, hey, I, I'm following you on the screen, but I kind of lose where you're clicking. Yes. So then all I did was just change my mouse pointer to a different color, made it a little bit bigger. And just, you know, to know those things, because those are things that sometimes don't cross our mind, but it makes a big difference, you know, when you just do those tiny things, people can follow along and feedback is always great. And like you said, also going back to Michael credentialing, I mean, being very proactive and finding out all these things that are free that are out there that you can do on your own and just simply follow the steps, you know, that should that uh, being proactive really shows your employer like, wow, you know, look at this person and what they've gone above and beyond to do. Because sometimes, you know, teachers, they, they, we can, or us, you know, <clears throat> we can be complacent and just say, oh, well, we'll just wait. And we just, but like you said, you need to keep up with the updates, everything that's new, start putting out and say, hey, they've made these changes. This is what we're going to do now. It's all very important that we ourselves become very knowledgeable. We have our credentials to back all of that up. And then also, because then everybody that you help you know, they'll, they'll trust you because you've gone through it, you're gone through the process, and now you're building them up too as well. And I just love their relationship building. And, and that aspect is so wonderful and so great. So that's really excellent that you're sharing that and especially these resources that you're sharing too with them where they can go and be proactive and get some badges and start learning platforms that, that are free that they can introduce into their curriculum. It's something that's awesome. So uh, kudos to you, Karina, that's amazing work. Thank you. Well, I mean, I actually started that collection and then I saw because of your post, because I love following everything that you post. Um, <laughs> Stephanie says, oh my God, you're such a Twitter stalker. <laughs> I know, you know, I'm trying, you know, there, there's power in numbers, you know, there's, mm -hmm. there's power in connecting. And um, the librarian that I was, I was chatting with yesterday, you know, she said, you are a connector you know, yeah, you're part of this, you know, professional learning community that that advocates for librarians across the Rio Grande Valley called, you know, RGV Library Squad. Mm -hmm. Make sure everybody follows. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, created this, this community for, you know, this professional learning network community called RGV Library Squad with uh, my fellow librarians from Harlan Jin, Vilia Garcia, Ali Cornejo, and Stephanie Galvan, who's originally from the Valley, but moved to Austin. And, um, you know, we just saw that that glaring absence of, you know, something that we wanted to see in the Valley was making sure that we had a network available to local librarians where we could connect, where we could share, collaborate, and basically just build each other up, you know, empower each other to, to share ideas, to, to, to encourage ourselves and each other to go beyond our comfort zones, you know, because it's very easy to get stuck in a rut. And it's very easy to just maintain, you know, the day-to-day -day actions of the library, you know, check in, check out, you know, computer help here, computer there. But for the most part, you know, I like having that that accessibility to to educators with with different mindsets and you know and different experiences that can help me grow as a librarian, yes, but as an educator and you know as somebody that can you know really interact with yeah. a community of people that can bring our educational institution to a completely different level. And I think that's where things are going now. I think people see the, the uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the benefit, and I wanted to use a different word, but you know, people, people see the benefit of, of how important it is to make sure that we are 
aligning our curriculum with technology components. And I think that's something yes. that's often been overlooked, you know, and when I was making the Wakelet collection to try to, you know, make a list of different micro credentialing that my staff can participate in, I saw that somebody already did it that, oh, and I forgot her name and I should have mentioned it on there. She's the one that did the badge and tech page. Oh, Rachel. Yeah. She was on our show about yes, four weeks ago. Yes. Rachel Codehub, uh, or yes. yeah, Kodup. Rachel Codehub. I did put the site on there. If you are interested, it's uh, sitesgoogle.com. Uh, anyway, I'll put the link in here. Yeah. And you can find in all badges, credentials, and everything. This She is a Google innovator. And so this is her project as a Google innovator. She had the same mentality like you're thinking of saying, I want to produ uh, produce a central hub where teachers can go and find their badges, find everything that's out there that is free, that they can do on their own, self-paced, and that they can go ahead and obtain a badge, put it in a portfolio. And of course, you've got those credentials to help you be more marketable, you know, and, and yeah. grow. And like you said, have that reminder of what you know and what you can do for people. So that's yeah. awesome. I just popped in her site right now. Yay. Awesome. Yes. She, I mean, that was just inspirational. And I'm like so happy to know that she's a Google innovator because that yes. was taken a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I was just thinking, you know, oh my God, where is everything? You know, I need to make a hub. And then I saw this this uh, awesome educator do the same thing. I'm like, oh my God, okay. See, that's the power of social networking. That is the power of creating your professional learning network. Whereas you like to say, you know, your professional you learning network. Yeah, your, you know, your family. Yeah. Because, and I really, and I love that. I love that because we all share the same love for teaching. We all share the same love for, for learning. And, you know, I think the, the most important thing about being an educator is making sure that you stay in tune with your inner learner. You know, I, I want to make sure that I am just as good as the things that I put out there. You know, if, if I am going to promote something, I want to be 100% in the know and experience with what I'm promoting out there. And um, I know it's not something that people like to talk about necessarily because, you know, when we think of standards and learning frameworks, our, our mentality automatically goes to standardized testing. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, oh no, uh, another standard I have to teach. <laughs> but I mean, it it's a really great way to align what you want to do and how you want to do things. So when I think of technology in the library, I have to sit back and think, okay, yeah, these things are fun, you know, and yes, you know, the activity with Makey Makeys or Dot and Dash or um, with Scratch, yeah, Bloxels or, you know, Osobots or Osmos, like, yes, all of those things are awesome. All of those things are fun. Yes, I'm creating a really fun activity, but what are the kids getting out of it? You know, mm -hmm. what are my teachers going to get out of it? So I make sure that I'm referencing the learning frameworks that I like to use throughout the school year. The Texas School Library Standards, you know, they they made a really cool infographic that's just like straight to the point, you know, talking about information literacy, inquiry, reading, digital learning, safe and nurturing environments and leadership. So it's like, how do we integrate all those learning standards in a virtual space? So, um, you know, I was going through the other day and thinking, okay, how am I going to apply all these standards? You know, there's ISTE standards, not just, okay, so I'm not, I'm an educator, right? I'm a librarian, though. So not only am I thinking of the TEKS, I'm thinking of the TEKS, the library standards, the technology standards laid out by ISTE, and a future ready librarian standard. So like my lesson plan looks like nothing but standards, <laughs> you know? But I want to make sure that whenever I'm incorporating some form of technology, whether it's my favorite Buncee or Wakelet or Canva or, you know, Mac and Via or whatever databases I'm promoting is going along with the standards that I want to align with. Because I know that the first question that my administrators are going to ask is, how is this impacting student learning? How can we track the data and do, you know, how is their their learning growth being uh, tracked. What is it that they're getting out of it? How can we make their learning tangible at the same time, you know, aligning it to what we have to do in our curriculum? So anytime that the teachers come to me, and I love working with the social, st uh, social studies teachers specifically because one, I'm a history buff, and two, they're just a really fun group. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they make it so fun. Like, you know, for history, we do digital passports, you know, so anytime that they're exploring a different country or a continent, there's a stamp on their digital notebook, you know, and it's like, well, what is that? What is that uh, connected to? So I go back to my standards and think, oh, you know, it meets this aspect of librarianship. It meets this aspect of, you know, the standards. So I wanted to make sure I included that in the collection because I don't think that that's something that we need to overlook. I think it's something that we really need to, you know, think of and incorporate thoughtfully, you know, so that we're making meaningful impact and meaningful strides for our students because ultimately the goal is to make sure that our kids succeed, right? But in order for the kids to succeed, I need my teachers to succeed. So I want them to know that like, hey, yeah, you're, oh man, you have to integrate all these standards, but just so you know, so do I. You know, like we're all in the same boat. I'm not behind my desk all the time. You know, I'm not reading every book in the library <laughs> like that stereotype. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I have standards to abide by also. I have things that I need to do and what I do incorporates your role also. So if, as long as we create that partnership and mutual understanding that we're both in it to win it and we're both in it with the same goal in mind to have our students succeed, then I think that's ultimately where the true partnership is formed, you know, that, that the teachers are aware that we are just as much as an educator as they are because we have all these you know, yes, we went to school for library science and yes, you know, we may have this extra credentialing, but at the end of the day, I want to be that person that they trust to go to and that they know that they can relate to yes. so that they're not afraid to ask for my help, you know, and, you know, when we're thinking about virtual libraries and how I'm going to connect that to my, my staff this year, you know, I'm used to being on a rotation for classes so i'm thinking you know what i'm gonna bring library day online you know like mm -hmm. we're gonna meet on google meet i'm gonna have a set schedule just like my teacher was supposed to meet with me on wednesdays we're gonna meet on google meet on wednesdays and the same lesson that i was gonna do with them in the library i can somehow adapt it and you know refine it for online learning so i know a lot of the questions that i get from librarians especially like in my messages like on facebook or twitter on instagram it's like how do you do this how do you do that well you know, just planning it out. And the way you plan it out is by going back to your standards and see where you can plug in those different tools to help you uh, navigate, you know, what you're going to do throughout the school year. So, you know, some of the things that I've done in the past is like virtual read alouds, virtual makerspace activities using social media so that my kids have that access, uh, recording them so they have access to it in Google Classroom, creating a virtual library on Google Classroom, not just for the students, but for my staff also, where they can access resources that they can, you know, reference to at a later date or for like self-paced um, learning using those online databases, because I know that the majority of my teachers do focus on research throughout the school year. So I want to make sure that those are accessible. And um, I, I don't know how much heat I'm going to get from this, but I saw a lot of teachers and educators focus on their Bitmoji classrooms. Right. And I love it. They're so cute. Don't get me wrong. Oh, my God. They're adorable. They are adorable, I love them. But being a librarian is also reminding teachers about copyright, you know, yes. copyright. And as much as I loved the Google Classrooms and I love that my teachers are getting on that bandwagon too, a part of me has to say, okay, just so you know, whatever images you're looking yes. for online need to be for free use, you know, for free reuse and, you know, teaching copyright and citations. And we think that all of these things are just for students, but it's for teachers too, you know, we yeah. forget too. And, and it's very easy to go online and just grab something. And part of our job as a librarian is to make sure that they're navigating a virtual space safely, ethically, and responsibly. Yes. And, and that's one thing that I wanted to say, because in all of this, what I'm seeing in my head, the big, the big picture of this too, as well, is you meeting with your students, having those digital lessons, they're building up their digital literacy skills mm -hmm. and then learning several platforms that later on they can go ahead and integrate in all their multiple subjects. But more than anything, too, the digital citizenship, yes. which is something that is very important, how to act respectfully online, how to use appropriate pictures, copyrights. And I had a I had a um, Mary Alice uh, Curran on the show, and she's a big digital citizenship advocate over there uh, from the New Jersey area in that sense. And what she liked to call it, and, and now I'm going to use it too, it's a hashtag digital sportsmanship. Because oh. digital citizenship, she calls it, she says, it sounds too strict, 
But digital sportsmanship, it's like you're taking those skills and you're working together as a team. You're helping each other out and you're watching out for each other instead of, no, you can't do that or no, you can't do that. Let's not talk about the no's, what you can't do, what you can't do, but let's talk more about what the you can do's and with and build each other up with that digital sportsmanship. So in my mind, when you were saying that, I was like, this is a great way to introduce those digital citizen or sportsmanship skills yeah. and the digital literacy, which is so important. So kudos for that, because that's that's amazing right there, those opportunities. Yeah, definitely. And I I think I'm gonna start using that now. I made a collection <laughs> of copyright uh, resources for my staff and I called it digital citizenship something. So now I'm going Sportsmanship. Yeah, now I'm gonna change that because I love that. And yeah, that encompasses yeah. so many different things. I love that. I was like, so shout out to Mary Alice Karan. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I know I get to participate with you and Digital Sportsmanship Week coming up in October, so I'm excited. But a big shout out because now it's a hashtag, Digital Sportsmanship. All right, so thank you, Mary Alice. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's that's perfect. You know, I'm going to add that to my calendar. I make a digital calendar on Google Slides, and I use it not just for planning, but also to uh, I send it out to my teachers so that they are given real in, in real time updates about when the library is being used and all that. So. I'm going to add that to when it's digital citizen week or, you know, digital. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm totally for that because <laughs> you're absolutely right. You know, we, we work together to, you know, we talk a lot about working as a network and working collaboratively, but we need to make sure that we're keeping in mind that we're doing this ethically also, you know, not just to share, just to share, but to share things ethically and responsibly and that we're creating that safe and nurturing environment, not just for our students, but for our staff so that everyone feels validated in their learning. You know, I mean, I wanna make sure that everyone feels empowered. By the end of the day, I just wanna make sure that everyone feels empowered and yes. that everyone feels, you know, um, useful and, and, and knowledgeable about the things that, that they're gonna be utilizing throughout the year. So, I mean, I'm absolutely 100% grateful to be where I am right now. I absolutely love my campus. I love my staff. I love my administrators and I love that I'm given, I'm in a role that can reach so many audiences and that I can use my platform to advocate, not just for my profession, but for my students, for my community, for my staff, everybody, because we're all in this together and we're all going, you know, we're all going in with the same vision and goal in mind is to make sure that we succeed together and that no one's left behind. And, you know, just being that available resource for my staff is something that's very humbling and something that I just absolutely love and which is why, you know, I, I want to go back to school also to expand my reach in that because it's something that I'm very passionate about and I want and I want that energy, you know, to, to rub off on everybody else. Yes. I want to know that like this is, you know, if you weren't putting technology at the forefront of your curriculum just know that you need to do that now, you know, mm -hmm. you need to do that now. And if it was something in the back of your mind or something that you've maybe haven't hundred percent incorporated, now's the time, you know, if you didn't do it yesterday, you can do it today. You know, it, there's not, there's no shame in saying that, Oh, you know, I haven't done that yet. It's okay. Cause like I said, we're all at different yeah. levels. We're all at different experiences. And just because you didn't incorporate something last year, doesn't mean that you can't go in Full blown in August, you know, and exactly. if you need that help, reach out to your librarians. We are awesome. We're knowledgeable. We're trained for this, guys. We're trained for this. Exactly. No, that's awesome, Karina. And so I just want to thank you for being here on the show today. And really, I, I love that I got to share your energy with everybody that's out there watching. And some of the things, like you said, that that I am right alongside you is being that connected educator. And that's the whole purpose of the show, Maya Tech Life. It's not a show where you just come in and I you have Q&A and I ask you five questions and you leave. It's so people can get to know you, they get to see you, they get to know your experiences and they get to see that you're approachable and that anybody in the Twitterverse, in the Facebook world or in YouTube or anybody that's watching this today, that they feel comfortable enough to go and reach out and ask for that help and say, hey, you know, and of course that's starting even with our staff members, your teachers and so on, but it's all about being connected. And so thank you so much for, you know, being here today. And I am so honored uh, because again, I see the amazing things that you're doing um, on your Twitter and with your students and, uh, you know, that passion 
really, really shows. So I'm excited, and this is this. I, I've had a lot of fun this morning <laughs> sharing with you and and waking everybody up with this enthusiasm. <laughs> After the Google. So everybody out there that's watching, thank you so much for joining us today. But before we leave, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and put in a Google form in here. If you can go ahead and fill that out and it'll be for a chance to win some uh, My EdTech Life stickers here. That you'll get. So go ahead and fill out that form and we'll select a winner later on today. Thank you guys for watching. I appreciate you, all of you guys that are tuning in on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. I really appreciate it. And again, we had a stellar guest here or here, stellar guest today. Cue the librarian, look her up. There's her Twitter handle. Uh, look her up on Instagram, look her up on, she's got her YouTube channel too as well. She's got her Twitter uh, account. Like always, you know, she's putting out the awesome sauce. Literally, anytime I see any of her posts, it's always hashtag awesome sauce because she really brings it guys. And thank you for all the uh, ladies that joined us today from the RGV Library Squad. Lispy the Librarian, I'm looking your way too. Uh, maybe a future future uh, invite here to the show. Doors always welcome for the amazing things that you guys are doing. So thank you, appreciate it. Mr. Teniente, thank you so much for being here. Those Q-tips for sure are definitely <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love that. uh, So that's awesome. All right, guys. Well. Thank you so much. We will be having another show right now at 11 a.m. And it's going to be the Virtual Innovator Academy chat. It's going to be just an informal chat for several of us that um, signed up for to be in the Google Innovator Academy, the virtual academy that's happening. And we're just going to share our passions, share our inspiration. We're going to go ahead and just talk about our how might we statements and how we can go ahead and share that passion with everybody else so they can go ahead and apply in the future as well. So. That'll be coming up right now at about 11 a.m. But thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to go ahead and sign out now. But you can catch this uh, podcast later on today. It will be uploaded on Anchor. The Wakelet Collection will be uploaded. And we'll check you guys later. Y'all take care. Bye. Bye-bye.